What does it mean for Jesus to be Redeemer? What does it mean that He is the Saviour of the world? Some people have a gospel that depicts the Son of God swooping down to snatch a lucky few from damnation. Souls are saved and saved out of the world into some other realm. The world itself can sink down into hell. The chosen ones have a life raft. And the chosen can't wait to escape from this sinking ship. But actually, when Jesus comes into the world, he anchors himself to this reality. He earths himself into our flesh. He takes our humanity to himself forever. More than this, he takes our sufferings to himself, bearing our sorrows and carrying our griefs. He takes our sins to himself. The iniquity of us all is laid upon Christ at the cross. And even more than this, he takes our curse upon himself. He's lifted up on a tree to bear the reproach and the wrath that we all deserve. Jesus does not ignore suffering, sin, and curse. And he doesn't merely blast it into oblivion with some glory gun. He enters into it, takes it to himself, owns it, and then puts it to death in his own body. The head of creation dives into this pit of our own making, takes on the darkness in person. And there is no better symbol of this than a crown of thorns. Let me read from Matthew chapter 27 and verse 27. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers round him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. This crown of thorns. Let's think about thorns for a second. What do thorns mean in the Bible? Thorns are the very emblem of the curse. As soon as Adam sinned, the Lord told him, the ground will produce thorns and thistles for you. Genesis 3 verse 18. These thorns are the polar opposite of the fruitfulness which the earth is intended for. They are the opposite of the fruitfulness that God's people are intended for. While Israel is supposed to be a fruitful vine, Isaiah 5 tells us that briars and thorns come up instead. Jesus uses the same image in his own teaching. When speaking about the false prophets of his day, he asks, Do you pick grapes from thorn bushes? That is, will you find the life of God in a fraudulent people? In Matthew 13, we hear about thorns that choke the fruitfulness of the Christian. In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul speaks of thorns as an intense pain that accompanies his spreading of the gospel. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 7. So thorns are anti-life, anti-gospel, anti-creation. And what does Jesus do? He dives headlong into the thorn bush. He enters into the fruitless, lifeless, painful curse of this world. Through this redemptive act, a crown of thorns is twisted and he wears it with pride. Christ's reign does not ignore the thorns. It includes them and, and takes them up into his redemptive purposes. He turns curses into crowns and a tree intended for death is turned into the very tree of life. Here is a cosmic redemption. As we're thinking about thorns, bring to mind the thorns in your life. What regrets do you nurse? 
How many what-ifs do you wonder about? Have you suffered from foolish, sinful, or unfortunate twists of fate? Do you consider that now your life is condemned to, to God's second best, or third best, or 57th best? Look again to Christ. He turns curses into crowns. Whatever thorns you experience, Christ is taking them and twisting them further. He's not discarding them. He's not actually straightening them. He's twisting them into a crown. He's pushing on through the curse, through the cross to resurrection blessing. But in these blessings, the curses are not forgotten. They are included. They are glorified. Curses become crowns in Christ's cosmic redemption. You see, there is no pain, no weakness, no fruitlessness, no sin that Jesus does not take up into his purposes and turn into greater glory. I'm not sure how he will do it in your life. But as we look at the cross, we cannot doubt that he will do it. He is the one who turns day aside, the killing of God, into his divine glory. He really is the Redeemer of the world. No matter how painful the thorns might be, we can trust the one who makes them his crown. Mm -hmm.